Hello, Leonora. Hi, Ashley. <laughs> so it's October. We've started our new October tradition. Because apparently it's just watch something awful. To find the worst one we can find. Yep. I was just looking through Google King Arthur movies like I've done so many times in the last year and a half and found what looked like the worst one. I think I was right. It's gotta be, man. I can't. Like, I was thinking that, you know, maybe the pacing is a little bit more sprightly than something like Dragons of Camelot, which was last year's October atrociousness pick. Yeah. But Dragons of Camelot felt like maybe the people who made it were more sincere. Yeah, it... (laughs) This is just madness. I think to a degree... We should say right up top, this movie is King Arthur and the Knights of the Round Table, 2017. Yeah, it's a real nondescript kind of a... This is a film produced by the production company The Asylum. If you're familiar. Their whole thing really is mockbusters, as they call them. And this came out two days before (laughs) King Arthur and the Legend Legend of the Sword. Um, So you can see what's going on here. Yeah. It's it's kind of like whenever anything sort of surreal or bad happens, it did start crossing my mind like, is this bad on purpose because their brand is doing ripoffs of things and they kind of do like the Sharknado thing where you're supposed to laugh at it? Which is not something I'm really into. When it's like... Because I couldn't tell like how knowing or cynical it was and it seemed at least a little bit cynical. Yeah. And it's like... You know, we're all here for camp. And, like, even, like, sort of intentional camp. Sure. And there were definite moments, uh, at least moments I believed are that, that I enjoyed here. Um, There were few and far between for me. Yeah. There were few. Yeah. But there's a point where, like, there's intentional camp, but there's, like, a craft to that. Yeah. And then there's another point where it's just kind of, like, just nonsense. Oh, absolute nonsense. It doesn't even try to be coherent. And sometimes it's like oddly mean-spirited, which I find less fun. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, okay. And 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 I think that it comes down to like who the main characters are. Right. It is appealing to an audience that ain't us. And I was thinking that I was like this is not for our demo because like frankly there's few characters in film who I've liked Less than our lead boy in this film. Honestly, Penn, Lucas, the whole crew, I just... There's one of them that is cool, and that is Tasha. Yes. And yes. everyone else can just go but, jump in a cauldron. I don't here's, know. <laughs> here's the thing. Um, Gunner. Gunner. I at least appreciated... The energy that actor brought. He he was trying to play a character. And I sort of felt way late in the game like suddenly the movie just hates him a lot. It gets it gets so so it's I I couldn't account for and, it. And that I think because like on this podcast we talked pretty positively about a movie like Lancelot Guardian of Time. It's that I charming. Think most, most people would consider a sort of bargain basement film. Uh-huh. But we found a lot to love. There's earnestness in it. And what happens to Gunner specifically in this movie felt like This movie hates Gunner and so I was like, much. That's just out of pocket. Like it's not right. He's he's like a little bit of like he's amusing at I least. He's mildly cringeworthy at worst. Yeah. I but... didn't think he deserved 
that no and he's just like you know yeah he's like kind of like oh somebody trying to write a funny character and not doing a great job but at least it was like entertaining it wasn't he wasn't just like macho man fucking marine like he had he had something going on he was trying to be something and so I guess what I'm trying to say is like I'm not going to come down too hard on this movie for being low budget or or any of those things goodness knows but I will criticize it heavily for being just, like, randomly cruel for no good reason. Because mm-hmm. if a movie like this isn't fun, what does it have? Because, like, the bits that I liked the most were sort of the silly, funny times. Yeah, like, when, when something happens on screen and you're like, what? Yeah. Like, that's when I'm having fun. And there's one character who, aside from one moment, they're, like, weirdly pretty sincere about in a way that I didn't think the movie deserved. Which is Mordred who I'm talking about. Yeah. And I was like, so clearly they cared about something when they were making this. Okay, okay, hang on, hang on, because you brought up Mordred. So we got it, because I need to... very strange. Okay, here's what he is, though. Yeah, yeah. He's dollar store Tom Hiddleston, dressed like a haunted ringleader. Oh, yeah. (laughs) He's that, but also I think that he's a guy, I think that the actor, who I found a little bit out about. Okay. I think that that actor, probably I know why he was inspired to become an actor. Yeah? I bet he watched Alan Rickman in Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, and thought, I want to do that. But you're... that feels like what he's trying to do. He's, he's, yes, he's trying to do Alan Rickman by way of Loki. Yes. This movie wants him to be Loki really bad. So badly. He's not Loki. No, and because of that, it's kind of like... The dollar store Loki redemption arc <laughs> is what this movie wants to make you feel things about. Yeah. And I was like, well, at least it wants to make you feel things about something. Yeah, it's it's doing a thing. It, it's bizarre and not so great, Mm-mm. but they tried. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's not good. I found out an interesting thing about his actor, though. Oh, yeah? I don't remember his name, but... He, so I looked up the whole cast of this movie. This is what I always like to do, in uh-huh. case there's anything weird. No, maybe, no, no, no surprises to say that they're all people who wound up in Thailand for some reason and are mostly located there. Just like our main characters. <laughs> exactly like that. This movie that takes place mostly in Thailand. Seemingly, totally arbitrarily, I'm sure that they filmed it in for Thailand just for money. Just, just, yeah, yeah. Just for production reasons. There's almost no Thai characters in the film. No, like maybe some stuntmen. And those two policemen. Yeah. But, but no, it's no. all white people that just happen to live in Thailand. Live in Thailand. They or just live visiting. in, yep, they're just in Bangkok for yeah. no real reason. Um, but, so that's all the actors as well. They're just like every expat actor. Living in Bangkok? Living in Bangkok. <laughs> So you get some interesting things, like um, the guy who plays King Arthur at the beginning yeah. <laughs> is, was somewhat vaguely memorable to me as a guy who gets his eyes gouged out in a scene in Only God Forgives, okay. which is also filmed in, in Thailand. Right. Um, For a reason. <laughs> yeah, more so, I think. More like a vibes reason, but yeah. Um, this movie is just completely arbitrary that they're in Thailand. Completely. But So you can... The only interesting things about these people, barring the actor who plays Mordred, are that they've shown up in other movies that are more legit than this that you might have heard of because those movies happen to be filmed in Thailand. Mm-hmm. Uh, most notably, the guy who plays Penn has a whole career going 
being an extra in Hollywood movies that film in Thailand. Mm-hmm. Most recently, the movie The Creator that just came out. Oh. He plays a security guard in that film. It's like, you need a, a beefy white guy? Here he is. I believe that he also is Irish. Huh. Of origin, which explains his strange line deliveries. At yeah. Times, I'm pretty sure the American accent is something he's putting on. Huh. But the guy who plays Mordred is really the only one who's, like, done a weird, interesting thing that I thought maybe he's better suited for than mm. this. He wrote and stars in this very strange-looking, low-budget serial killer movie called Who's Watching Oliver? Huh. Which I think I might want to watch just to see what his performance is like. Because if you take this type of performance that he does in this movie, it's not so successful. Mm-hmm. But the idea of him playing a serial killer... I can see it. He might be really good at that. Yeah. And especially that's the role that he wrote for himself. <sighs> and I guess it's like from the perspective of this lady who's like dating him and gradually realizing that he's a serial killer. <laughs> Isn't that weird? It's so strange. And it's not a movie that... A lot of people like, but some people do more than anybody. Nobody's going to bat for this movie. No. Some people do go to bat for that one. So it's just like, well, so he like went out and did his own well, thing and made a movie. Good for him. Nobody's good in this movie. No. So but you I can't thought, blame him. I thought, you know, <laughs> respect to him watching this and thinking what kind of atrocious thing is he trying to do. Seeing like the poster and the summary for that movie, I was like, he's got a niche maybe that would work for him. Mm-hmm. And it's playing serial killers. Sure. Yeah. Well, whatever he's doing in this movie, it's not successful. No. It's and no one is. No one is. Honestly, mo- <sighs> okay. I like Tasha. I yeah. mean, she's not like a great actor, but no, like she's endearing. She's endearing. She's got something going on. More than anyone else. Mentioned. And like the this, I I always love it when Morgana is a Power Rangers villain, and this is. <laughs> This is the most Power Rangers villain Morgana has ever been. That. Like, we said that, that about Morgana in in Dragons of Camelot. But she's more here. Oh, yeah. she's dressed like one? She... <laughs> like... It... Oh. Uh, you found those clothes? I know, I know. Okay, okay, okay. Let's, 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 let's do this properly. Mm. We're gonna do just the worst plot summary, because it's the worst, worst plot. Movie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, we open... On um, sort of a flashback to the Middle Ages. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know why we're in a cave with a throne in it. I really don't understand what the setting is. It's Camelot. I don't know. Look like this very loquacious King Arthur. Yeah. Who, he seems like a real skeeve. Yeah, I don't yeah. like him at all. That's, he's that guy from Only God Forgives. He, he fits in the milieu of that movie. He's a weird, scuzzy King Arthur. Weird King Arthur. He's all slouchy. You, you get an upskirt shot. I don't yeah. like it. Yeah. I don't like it. Um, the, the fighting all feels very much like a History Channel dramatization. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. We got a lot of, like, shaky cam and, like, angles. Really egregious Foley. Yeah, bad stuff. Um, They're fighting Morgana and Mordred and... Yeah. Yada yada yada. She a lot of unintelligible dialogue. In unintelligible dialogue. Well. Merlin's real beefy for some reason. Real beefy but real quiet. He's qu- he's so big. Yeah. I've never seen such a big Merlin. And he's got like scraggly hair and all this. And like stuff five lines. Yeah. But, but I couldn't hear. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. Um, we find out that um Morgana, in trying to make Guinevere Baron, mm-hmm. has made 
everyone and everything, Baron? It's just thrown away. It's so thrown away. Well, it's it's implied that in defeating her, her magic is undone. That's good. That explains why... It doesn't matter. In this canon, any and every of Arthur and his knights all have, like, a lot of kids. Yeah, there's a whole lineage there. Um, but yeah, she, she, like, made everybody barren and, like, the earth won't produce crops. And, like, wow, that's a real misfire there, Morgana. How did you do this huge magic in just trying to target one One woman? woman. (laughs) I don't know. Um, and she just drops the, the information that she's the lady of the lake. Also, yep, doesn't matter. Lady, like, I'm the lady. Like, arbitrary lore in this yeah, it, it it comes to nothing. It doesn't matter. But yep. she's the lady of the lake. Um, okay. So Merlin puts all the magic of the world into Excalibur. The Excalibur. Into the Excalibur. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then Arthur uses the Excalibur to entomb Morgana and Mordred on the th- the throne that happens to be in this cave in a big rock. And then it blasts off I lost my shit. It shoots off like a rocket. It's not prepared. They're just like in there talking like, what are we going to do And Mordred's like, are we just stuck in here forever? And she's she's, like, someday we shall return. (laughs) It's very Power Rangers. Yeah. It's it's crazy Power Rangers shit. We go from that to like... Modern day Thailand. Thailand title sequence. It's all sped up like it's the Sensei title sequence or something. Yes, it is very much that. Uh, It's just a lot of stock footage Mm -hmm. of Thailand. Uh, just lots of Bangkok. They do some of that, like, macro lens, everything is miniature. Yeah, yeah. It, you know, they're trying to... There's they're, some, like, drone footage, early drone footage. Mm-hmm. It's really pixely. Yeah, it's... They're trying to make it look like something. It doesn't. No. Nah. <laughs> Not at all. Um, and, uh, we, we get some hotties sparring. They really seem like a gym couple. They are such a gym couple. And especially her, I was just like, you know, she's, she's that, like... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's it's Penn and Jenna. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, she's kind of just nothing. She's nothing. He's from start to end, actively tiresome. <laughs> he is. He's really unlikable. Uh, yeah, they're sparring with, like, practice swords. Yeah. And it's, like, supposed to be sexy and cool. And they're it's... They're doing a lot to try to make it seem that way. Mm-hmm. They're yeah. trying. Um, trying too hard. <laughs> so hard. Um, and the, in, in their sort of banter, we find out that he is supposed to be a descendant uh, of the Knights, some, some Knight of the Round Table, table as, sure. as are his family. So the implication is... Yeah, I was so confused by this, because I was like, this isn't... Something that's in the mythology. Right, right. Well, but but beyond that, okay, the implication is that all of these boys and this girl, yeah. uh, not Jenna, uh, Other Tasha, Tasha, are descendants of the Knights of the Round Table, but yes. then also they are implied to all be related to one another as well. Yeah, I was confused about that. I don't know what their relation is meant to be. It's like, it, they, they talk like they're cousins. Like, Penn calls Elaine his second cousin. Yeah. Why and are Elaine they... is supposed to be related to Merlin. To Merlin. So it's so like... Merlin and Arthur are related? Well, or their descendants. their descendants. I mean, I guess it would sort of make sense that some of their descendants might have got with each other. But like, wow. It's just so weird. It's really weird. Especially that you'd well, be able to keep track. Well, okay, okay. Because here's the, here's the thing. Penn is, as we find out, descended of King Arthur. Elaine is descended of Merlin... But 
neither of them is descended of the other's ancestor, but they're cousins. So this cousining happened really recently. recently. Because, maybe because they all meet in Thailand, maybe a few generations ago. Some they mixed it up. up. <laughs> I don't... They're all sparring, maybe they, it's like the Olympics. Everyone hooks up at the Olympics. Yeah, and apparently these families, after... after centuries of of getting together um decided in recent history to mix it up i don't yeah. know it doesn't make any sense it, yeah that's very confusing and then the whole thing with like gunner they're supposed to be related to yeah like gunner and lucas and pen seem to be implied to be related but i do not know how I are they cousins that, i assume that lucas and pen were related well, i guess i just assumed because everyone else was and they keep calling him like the family, and it's they a family do. reunion. It's a family reunion. They a, are a it's family sparring reunion in Thailand, like you do. And it's just like there's just this room full of people, and it's like who are the rest of them? Why are they not important? Descendants of lesser knights. <laughs> I don't know, man. There's a lot of knights. Why does like, Penn think he's descended of Sir Kay when he isn't? It's, I don't know. It, I, how, why did any of these people and, know that they're descended from any? Because it's not uh, like you can. It's not like you can go to. Ancestry.com and find out which knights you're related to. It's true. <laughs> well, so it's all kind of... It's all kind of insane. And, like, okay, Gunner doesn't know which he's descended from. But he just feels like it's King Arthur. But then we know that Tasha's descended of Tristan, and we know that Lucas is descended of Lancelot. Yeah, they, like, announce he's from the House of Lancelot. House of Lancelot, House of Tristan. But then with Penn and Gunner, it's just, like, vague and not sure. How do they vet, like, who gets into this weird little sparring group that they have? None of it makes sense. It's the stupidest thing. The other thing as well is that Penn doesn't believe in any of it. Right. He still, like, goes along with the sparring because he's just as a fighting boy. Yeah. But he doesn't think any of it's true. Yeah. Uh, for some reason. So, Jenna is teasing Penn about this whole King Arthur thing because Gunner was telling her about it. Yeah. She seems to be kind of new. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, cause she's just like, oh, Gunner was telling me this stuff. And he's like, oh man, why is Gunner telling you about it? So she hasn't been around. Like, this is like her first year. It's funny cause this is the second of these guys that she's dated apparently. Yeah. So I don't know. This could have used a, another pass. Uh, a few, I think. <laughs> yeah. But, um, they're getting, they're getting smoochy. They're getting cuddly. Mm-hmm. Um, it, they're about to do some traditional dojo fucking. Exactly. <laughs> she called him Sir Motorboat. <laughs> no, he calls himself, he, he says he might be descended from Sir, Sir Motorboat, Motorboat and Motorboat's her boobs. Terrible. <laughs> and then they hear a big boom and they look outside and, and there's like a meteor shower, shower happening. Um, and they make a wish on the, on the meteors and then, and he proposes. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Very awkward proposal scene. Okay. He's not very convincing. Where, okay, they've just been sparring. He's wearing nothing but gym shorts. He pulls out a ring without a box. Where was it? <laughs> I was worried about that. Especially where he seems to pull it from. Yeah, I was like, That's- Where was it? <laughs> It wouldn't have been safe loose in his pocket. Nope. Where was it? Nope. It's weird. It's so weird. And then a spaceship lands. <laughs> yep. In yep. an alley in Bangkok. That I thought was fun. I was like. I laughed my ass off. Yeah. See, that's when I like it. When yeah. it's just doing these wild things. That's, that's what I was just. Yeah. I was, just, I was thinking like. This is. 
All right, here we go. And a poorly lit Morgana and Mordred exit <laughs> the spaceship. Very backlit. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and they talk like villains do. They're just 100% Power Rangers villains. Absolutely. Um, they're, they're dressed like Power... They're, like, wearing, like, weird outer space jumpsuits. They like, they've been traveling the stars. Some stripes on them. Yeah, yeah, they look like Power Rangers characters. They do. It's great. Um, <laughs> and then they continue. That was so funny. Yeah. Because they're like, oh, we need to get some clothes. And these two other very poorly lit people of their exact builds walk by and they jump them and steal their clothes and they look like insane Halloween costumes. And I'm just like, these two people walking down an alley in Bangkok were just like wearing these things? Yeah. Well, and it's like, okay, maybe maybe the woman was a sex worker. <laughs> I that but that. why I was, was the man a, a haunted ringleader? And the cut. So it's they're just like the people's like just, little like, feet sticking out. And they're still like, yeah, she's in this like strappy, like cut out jumpsuit number. And it's like so specific and fitted. Yes. This woman was exactly the same, same. sort of slim, busty build. And my thing is, if they just had got off the spaceship in those outfits. I would have been like, fine, whatever. That's they they were wearing a different insane outfit. So this whole bit. Like, it's so extraneous. It's so funny. And, and like, this, we both enjoyed this specific little part of the movie. Yes! Clearly. It's entertaining yeah. as shit. And it is so fucking funny to see this twink call this woman his same age mummy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like, because she's, like, got Morgana magic, and so she doesn't look aged. aged yeah. So they look like they're both 27 years old. They do. And, he like call, and he calls yeah. her mummy. Yeah. And I love it. I love it so much. <laughs> it's great uh yeah so they steal the clothes um be the highlight for the other movie for me and um then uh pen goes to elaine's massage establishment, establishment. i have to say two things about this establishment yes i i figured i would need i wanted you to weigh in on the massage yeah, establishment yeah so i mean it, Dear listeners, um, Leonora so is a professional massage I, I therapist. I'm a licensed massage therapist. <laughs> Elaine's um, posture when giving a massage is not correct. <laughs> she's like sitting on the massage table. Yeah. She's which, giving a massage the way you would massage like your boyfriend. Which isn't right. No. I mean, <laughs> if she were doing that every day for her whole career, she'd burn out fast. Is what I'll say. Yeah, I'm and sure. also, like, I mean, she knows him. It's fine. It's not like he's a regular customer. Right, they're family, apparently. So it's, like, fine, but she'd do a lot better if she was, like, sitting on, like, a stool or something and in front of him mm-hmm. rather than trying to do the pull back. Right. Well, but here's, here's the thing, though. But I was thinking, I will say, and I think I might know what you're going to say. Mm-hmm. She's like a magical massage therapist. Yeah. She's using the power of the grail to heal so, people with her hands. So why she's manipulating his tissue at all, rather than just laying... I guess she needs to make seem an appearance. To be, well, and she also heals herself with the grail. So, so poor posture it doesn't matter. Doesn't she just matter. juices herself up. And I was thinking that, like... She's just actually not a very good massage therapist, she but she... Ma- she has magic. <laughs> I was thinking I was kind of jealous of her, because I was like, if I had magic healing hands and could also heal myself... You know, sure. you could do it forever, you could do, and you could sit where, how, wherever you wanted. <laughs> so that's what I was building to. I was like, we'll give her a pass on poor technique because she doesn't need it. 
And I was thinking when she kind of closed the door and then she's like, oh, my hands. I was like, of course you yeah. feel that way if you're from that angle, doing uh -huh. that from that angle. But then I was like, yeah. Great. Yep. Real magic. So yeah, she gives so, Pen a massage. What I want to know is why her massage establishment is called the Perilous Seat. Did you see the sign? I didn't notice, but that's really funny. I mean, because of course it's it's an allusion to the Siege Perilous. But it's just like it's what just kind a of name is that? Don't for... call your don't call your spa that. that. Don't do it. It also seems like a place only where people come to get a massage. Yeah. But at the um, sort of check-in desk, there's a big picture that says. How would you like your haircut? And it has all these pictures of different haircuts. Oh no! Yeah, so they definitely just repurposed at a hair salon and dressed it up as a massage establishment. That, but I also feel like just some random props were thrown mm. on because behind the receptionist's little because the receptionist kind of gets to be a little character. Yes, I think it's so funny that okay, this character's name is Elaine, and then her receptionist is Helen. Helen, yeah. <laughs> so behind Helen's desk. There's all these certificates and whatnot. Uh -huh. You would have in a yeah. massage establishment. I don't know about in Thailand, but you put your massage license up. Yeah. In that face melty scene that we'll talk about uh -huh. in due course, you can. It's, they're close enough that you can read them. Oh, and you, your eyes weren't glued to Helen's face. This was like right before that all happened. Mm -hmm. they're, they, they, one at least says gift certificate. And I was just like, so they just took whatever kind of thing with a little, like, any... Little a little seal on it. And just called it good. And someone is just Listen, a gift certificate. There were a few things I was distracted by in that shot. So I was not looking at the back wall. I just was like, I want to see what the massage license says. And I was like, gift certificate. <laughs> Come on. Oh, man. So this establishment is all over the place. All right. This um this summary is taking us forever because yes, yes, it's too it's too insane. Okay, so Penn has gone to get a massage because he has a shoulder problem yeah. that doesn't come up again. Yeah. Uh, it, it he it ruined his NFL career. <laughs> Never comes up again. Uh, yes, uh, and he's trying to talk Elaine into coming to the family sparring reunion. Um, and she's like, maybe, maybe, but I'm not gonna go. Yeah. Um, and she uses her her cup that's her magic cup that's hidden in a that's safe, a kingdom safe, uh, <laughs> <laughs> which I thought was kind of cute. Um, and uh, she heals her hands with it, yeah. and then looks wistfully at a photograph of herself and a blonde woman. This never comes up again. Yes, it was, does. Wait, it does. Yeah, yeah. Elaine and a with in a photo with a blonde woman. I'm just. I'm so. It's Krista. We'll get there. Yeah. Okay. It's a picture of. They're trying. They're trying to foreshadow Krista. They're not doing it well. Just, yeah. No, I didn't even put that together somehow. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't weird. well set up. It, 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 it's such a throwaway moment. She's so wistful. I was like, is that like her ex-girlfriend or I something? thought it was her girlfriend, but no, it's her It's her adopted, adopted sister. sister. Okay. Uh, that makes sense. I did not put that together. Because I honestly fucking forgot about the moment. Yeah, and then going I, back through, I was like, she's looking, oh, that was Krista in the photo. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Uh, okay. Um, and then there is, there is it, it, it turns out not to be the case, but for a moment, it seems like they're implying that Elaine is going to massage an entire soccer team. It does seem Because <laughs> no one else seems to be yeah, there no working. And it's yeah. like, wait, what? No one else yeah. is here. Um, she no. those magic hands. Yes, she just massage all of them. No, no, there are other people that work there besides her and Helen. Uh, the soccer team is here. <laughs> <laughs> they massage the soccer team's feet. Yep. Uh, yep. 
and then Morgana and Mordred arrive uh, because yeah. they have figured out that the sword should be here. The Excalibur is here, and they're just standing. They're just like such Power Rangers villains, and and like Helen is like business establishment. Yeah, Helen's like, can I help oh, you? This was intense. Yeah, it's so because like you know Elaine comes out um, yeah. and is like, hey, what what's going on out here? And she's like, what what kind of business is this? Yeah. Morgana asks, and she says, oh, you know, we, we do massage, and um, she's like, she so goes, oh, it's a house of whores. <laughs> Like, <laughs> all right um but she's like well it could be worse i said i guess yeah, <laughs> it's like okay yeah. fine she's sex positive she's morgana yeah. uh <laughs> um and this is when we learn that the receptionist is named helen uh but she's like morgana and mordred are demanding the sword and they're like there's what not sword, a, there's yeah. not a sword here and elaine's like i gotta go yeah. um and runs upstairs um jumps out the window with her cup yeah uh, she, yeah, she, she has to, she has to book it. Um, meanwhile, uh, Morgana and, uh, M- Mordred are talking about which of, oh, yeah, which of the, the, the people, uh, present are, um, viable for implantation, and we do not know yet what it, yeah. what they're talking about. Um, we now cut to the dojo. Yeah. The, the family dojo, the, 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 the gunner's dojo? Yeah. I don't know. Lots of hotties. Um, we um, Tasha is fighting um, another woman. Yeah. Tasha's cool. She's German, it seems. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Tasha Baron of the house Tristan. Yeah. She's cool. She's a good fighter. She's some kind of ex-con. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. And she wins her bout. Um, and, you know, we're just having, like, kind of family reunions time. Um, and with the sound of a... Of a bird call. It's that same screeching eagle from Lancelot yes. Guardian of Time. We love the screeching eagle, and Lucas enters, and we're like, uh-oh, this guy's trouble because of yes. that eagle noise told us. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we don't like Lucas. And he's just, he never gets anything. He's just an asshole. He's just an asshole. He apparently used to date Jenna. Yeah. Uh, and Gunner's just trying to, like, keep things calm. It's his fault, though, for inviting everybody. Yeah, he's like, I didn't think he'd show up. <laughs> I don't know why Lucas, like, wouldn't be involved, uh, invited, other than he's kind of a dick. And, and Penn, of course, is like, everything must be about me. And he's like, I can't believe that you invited this man. So, yeah, like, Lucas and Penn just have sort of undefined beef and uh, really sort of, like, square up and decide that they're gonna fight each other. Right here, right now. Uh, right. Well, and, and like... Apparently, this is how Penn is finding out that he didn't get promoted to captain in the Marines, and, and Lucas, Lucas did, is, and he's now his commanding officer. Yeah, <laughs> and it's like, this is weird, man. It's weird, it's too much. It's so much. Um, but they fight. They do a big fight, and Lucas kicks Penn's ass. So, yep. sorry, Penn. And then Lucas pronounces admirable wrong. Yeah. He says admirable. Yeah. <laughs> I just had to make a note of that. There's a lot of little things like that in this movie. Uh-huh. Um, so, yeah. Sorry, Penn. Lucas is better than you. Um, meanwhile, back at 
the uh, at the the massage establishment, one of the soccer guys is like, "Hey, what's going on here?" And and uh, Morgana just fucking murks him. Yeah, just they just his slashes his throat right in front of Helen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, it's so funny because like Helen's like, "Oh my god!" And then the other soccer boys show up and they see what has happened, and their first response is. Who are you? <laughs> like that's kind of the that's the last question on my mind yeah. in that situation. Yeah. Like they see their dead friend and they say, "Who, Who are, are you?" you? <laughs> yeah. All right, man. Um, and and uh, she zaps him with a ball of tin foil. Yep. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's like weird, like aluminum rock. I thought it seemed like. It was just like a rock that had been spray painted. It looks fake and weird, and it's not. I don't know what it is. They never say. She just has this it's rock that she's at. technology. I she guess. zaps people with it. I don't know. Meanwhile, Elaine has gotten away with the cup. Jumped out the window. And um, Morgana makes this weird orb to yeah. follow her. Yeah. And tells Mordred to follow her wherever she goes, and he says, "Yes, mummy." Yep. <laughs> we get the orb. POV at this point. Yeah, she's, she's like running through Bangkok. And so we get just like this. Yes. Yeah, kind of weird fisheye exactly. following her. Um, meanwhile, uh, back at the dojo, we're doing some kind of ceremony. We find out that the swords that they're using, they they have some real swords, and they date back to King Arthur times. They're very like, fake. They're very like mall knife store swords they are are. some of them seem very dull given that they're they don't actually ever fight with them yeah uh and they they're gonna say this oath this knight oath um and gunner's like pen you're not saying the oath and he's like i don't believe in the oath why are you even here man? he just wants to sword fight i don't know he's not because of his shoulder I see. I, they call King Arthur and the Knights the Founding Fathers. The Founding Fathers of Camelot. And I was just like, <laughs> a lot of movies lean into the whole King Arthur is the original patriotic whatever. Uh-huh. Thing, but that's like it's really a little on the nose. nose. Uh, Elaine is running, um, and she makes her she she gets to the dojo, and the orb zaps her. <laughs> I had to rewind and watch it again. It's It's, so strange. It's so strange, and it looks terrible. And Mordred kind of like stops following her here, like he doesn't go in. Um, and Elaine like falls through the doors, and she's like dying of this head wound. (laughs) Uh, it's a very visible head wound because she does not have hair. Yeah. Uh, Mm -hmm. and. So, uh, they she like stumbles in and like gives them the cup and says cryptic shit and is like yep. find Krista and yeah. they're like what the fuck and she dies. Yep. Didn't expect that. No, it was very unceremonious. Because it's like oh she's the descendant of Merlin and then she just fucking she just dies. yeah yep. pops off. So um the most ridiculous zapped in the back of the head by an orb. It looks so silly. So, so bad. And everyone's like oh my god. Um and uh, back at. The massager's place. Yeah. Mordred has gone back uh, with the report of his failure. Um, and he's like, what do we do? And Morgana's like, you rely too much on technology. <laughs> and she makes a science potion. Yep. Yep. 
and um, they inject it into one of the soccer boys. Because <laughs> yep. they didn't kill them all. No. They just, like, incapacitated them. Oh, and painted their faces? Well, like... they painted faces after they zombified them. Right. So they inject him with this zombification serum that yeah. is apparently a cyber serum. <laughs> of course, she, but, but Mordred's the one that relies too, too much, much on, on technology. technology yeah. He's got this weird glove. We'll get to the glove. The glove. I can't. Uh, and she, like, turns this she turns this man into, like, a zombie. Yeah. And paints his face to, like, mark him just so that we know, like, oh, the people with the face paint on are the are bad the guys. Yeah. They're the zombies. Um, their souls have been disintegrated. Literally. Uh, back at the dojo we're hearing sort of what, what all shook out. The police came and Huge. took... Info dump scene. Yeah, it's a lot. Um, Penn had spoken to the police, and first he says that it was that she had gotten shot with something like a bullet, but then he says that they said that something entered her skull and exploded her brain from the inside. <laughs> it's like that's not. <laughs> I thought first what my first thought was she says a lot given that her brain had been exploded. <laughs> I agree. And then I thought, wait, what? Her brain was exploded from the inside. <laughs> and and it's just like, why? How could the police possibly say this? Like, did they did they do an autopsy right already? There, right there on the site. Is that what they do? Is that what they do in Thailand? And they looked there in a flashlight and went, oh, her, her brain's been exploded <laughs> from the inside. My professional opinion as a Bangkok police officer is that her brain was exploded from the inside somehow. Yeah. Uh, wild stuff. Um, yeah, we get so much exposition about like because she's like the cup and the cup will be the sword mm-hmm. and the dragon ugh, d- dumb shit and nobody cares Gunner's it, comic relief sort of comes up a lot yeah and we really he clear he is sort of shown to be some kind of an expert on yeah. this history mm-hmm. uh, yeah so much yeah i just wrote in my notes thanks for the exposition <laughs> yeah because it's a long scene and i don't i don't care about any of it no. I don't care about any of it. There's old stories and this stuff is supposed to be true. All right, fucking whatever. They say they say so much for saying so little. And the thing is, like, here's Penn, who's supposed to be our main character. Mm-hmm. Which I already have struggles with. But the whole time he's like, this is all bullshit, which theoretically I agree with. <laughs> but as a viewer, it kind of feels like they picked the worst guy to be the main character. Yeah. Because you want... You don't want somebody who's just, like, poo-pooing the whole genre of movie that you're watching. <laughs> right? You know, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. I'm like, you don't want your protagonist to be somebody who's basically just saying, like, you, the viewer, are, are dumb for enjoying this movie. Uh, yeah. It's very strange. Um, But he's like, nah, man, this cup is, like, some real shit. Uh, and it tickles to hold it. Yeah. Here, you try it. <laughs> um, And then they realize that, like, oh, yeah... Elaine was using it to do her massaging. Yeah. Uh, like, which is just, like, the weirdest thing to do when you have the Holy Grail. Use it for your massage business. <laughs> like, on the one hand, I feel for her, mm-hmm. especially with that posture she has. But on the other hand, you think you could find, like, more interesting things to do. I don't know. Like, right? Well, and... We, and you have the power of healing. We'll say... We, we'll have more to say about that later when Krista shows up. Because, yeah. yeah, she's like, you have to find Krista. And so they're like, wait, we gotta figure out who Krista is. And also, like, there's some markings on this cup that I gotta yeah. research. And we this is when we find out 
that Gunner doesn't believe in the internet. Yep. He doesn't use it. He doesn't believe in it. Um, so they go to his insane mansion. <laughs> really insane. Why does he... I was so confused. Yeah, okay, so, um... I want to know what, like, he clearly must have a lot of money. Well, he has a master's degree in medieval archaeology, and he lives in Bangkok. Why, why, would, <laughs> why would somebody who is obsessed with medieval, like, English history... Wind up... Wind up living in a mansion in Thailand? That's what I want to know. I mean, like, your degree... That degree is not going to give you mansion in Thailand money, I would imagine. I can't imagine that it's a it's a huge subject of study in Bangkok. No. <laughs> no, medieval archaeology. Medieval English, English archaeology. archaeology. <laughs> but his house is crazy. It's okay. Um so they're doing they're doing some homework. Um and uh they're talking about like someone's gonna oh no what they haven't gone to his mansion yet they're just like still fucking talking they just like keep popping around in yeah. different locations outside the dojo yeah, it's weird they're trying to split up this monster exposition scene mm-hmm um yes uh morgana makes a soccer zombie uh they're talking about how someone clearly is willing to kill for this grail so it's important yeah. to somebody for some reason so they have to do some homework and Penn is like, this all sucks. Elaine's dead. I blame Gunner and I'm going home. Yeah. <laughs> he just tries to like rage quit from the whole thing. Um, but yeah, I know. But like his, well, then, then Morgana would have won. Um, but they, they're like, okay, well, we're going inside to like pack up our shit. And they go in the dojo. And this is when Mordred arrives. Morgana has sent him, like, she's like, go back and oh, fucking that's finish right. the job. This happens in the dojo. Yeah. This yeah. This is when I started looking up the actors, full disclosure. <laughs> yeah, Mordred arrives. And it's, I gotta say, Gunners is the funniest thing I've ever heard anyone say in my life. Remind me what he says. Okay, because, like, he comes in and he's like, I'm looking for a sword. Yeah. And they're, of course, he sounds way more cockney. Why is he so cockney? I don't know. Why is he cockney? I hate it. It doesn't make any sense. Um, but he's looking for a sword and um, they're like, We don't, who the fuck are you, you weird creep? Um, and they're, like, kind of trying to get him to leave. And Gunner comes out and sees Mordred, and he says, Who is this colorful character? Don't you look clownish? <laughs> Don't you look clownish? That is the funniest shit you could ever say to someone. Who is this colorful character? Don't you look clownish? And Mordred gets mad and he's like, you don't even know what the fuck's going on. And he's like insulting them and trying to be Loki. Um, and he brought um, he brought a soccer zombie with him. Yep. And Gunner says that he looks some sort of Russian or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he looks yeah. some sort of Russian. Um, and the zombie fights them. Yeah. Uh, and we get a big fight, and the zombie does not care about the fight. There's a lot of, like, swoosh-swoosh sounds. Swoosh-swoosh-swooshing. <laughs> They're all jumping on him, and he just doesn't even react. And so yeah. then they start just, like, actually killing him with swords. Him. Yeah. <laughs> like, you're just okay with murdering, murdering this? You do not know that he is a cyber serum zombie. You're just killing a man. And then, like, when they start stabbing him, just, like, some weird sand comes out. Yeah, like, weird silver stuff. Yeah. It's the cyber serum. Um... <laughs> But yeah, he bleeds weird, and they end they up. Just kill him. They do kill him. 
they these do people seem like the kind of people who are like well, bloodthirsty in the name of self-defense tasha is an ex-con yeah. i it, it is implied that she killed her dad her dad yeah. Yeah, yeah sounds like he had it coming but um Penn she did like she did kill a man in a different type of movie pen would definitely be like a second amendment type of guy like, i mean they're marines exactly <laughs> that's what i'm saying they would, they would yeah so yeah, Mordred then decides to fight them himself with his weird magic, but he does not do very well. No. Um, he tells them about the cyber serum that no. Morgana's using to make these zombies. <laughs> and and this is when we first find out that Mordred is not so sure about Morgana's methods. This is the first indication. Yeah, he's like it's like he's like, no, nah, like she came I came for redemption, she came for revenge. Like yeah. he doesn't want to like he just wants to like live again she wants to like do crazy evil and he's not he's not feeling it um and oh when mordred had left the massage place he tells morgana to leave helen alone because he likes her um (laughs) and so we cut back to the massage place and morgana is being very lesbian at helen i thought this was interesting she's like She's like getting real close, close and like putting her arms around her, and she's like, face, "I'm yeah. not going to hurt you." Yeah. And Helen's just like, "Okay," just yeah. like getting, re- and I'm like, "What is happening yeah. right now?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then she burns her face with acid, yep, <laughs> for no reason, yep. just because Mordred liked her. I guess, I guess. It what a terrible so, mom! It seems so extra. <laughs> yeah, it was really extra. She just burns Helen's face yeah. with acid. Yep. <laughs> no reason. No reason. No reason. Um, but that's why I wasn't really looking at the back wall. <laughs> yeah, no, I was looking at the back wall. It was like this weird split second where mm-hmm. I was like, What is it? <laughs> and then gift certificate on the wall. And then what the is happening here? It's so <laughs> just a lot to take in. Um, and then the cops arrive, and they're like, we've heard about a disturbance. At your establishment. And she's like, like, oh, yes, please, come look around. And then she zaps them with her rock. Yeah. Um, and this is when we take Mordred hostage to Gunner's Gunner's huge, weird mansion. It's so big. It's It's crazy. It's like a palace. Uh, I don't understand. It's never commented upon. Um, and, like, Gunner and Jenna go off to do some investigating, some, yeah. some, some researching. He's gonna look through his books about the cup, and she's He's gonna, to, like, figure out who Krista is. Yeah. Um, and, uh, the, the boys start fighting each, fighting with each other, cause, like, Penn is like, Lucas, you stay with yeah. Mordred, and yeah. he's like, you're not my boss! <laughs> And they both leave because Tasha's just like, you guys fucking suck. I will watch Mordred. Yeah. And they leave. Um, um, And they go to, like, see what Gunner's doing. And he tells them that he lives an authentic medieval lifestyle, <laughs> which is like, what, in your gingham shirt? Like, what are you talking about? Mansion. I mean, they do call him on it and be like, yeah, you, Lucas, who's like, so, so, so you crap in a hole outside? Sorry, like, yeah. yeah. Uh, It's wild, man. Yeah. Okay, this is... This is a character written by somebody who has no idea what that kind of person is actually like. It's like, so true, and the actor is trying, I think, valiantly to to square it back, right? Because it's like they're trying. They're like, oh yeah, what if the, one of them is like a, a medieval historian, and so that's how we can know all yeah. of the stuff we need to know. But he's also like the comic relief character. Uh, but what I mean is like, 
they're trying to write, they're like, oh yeah, and he's like really into this medieval stuff. Yeah. And it's like, no, he's not, he's not anything like an actual medieval academic, no. even an annoying one. No, like, this true. is not what medievalists are like. It's so true. Medievalists aren't like, yeah, I'm gonna live an authentic medieval lifestyle. Fucking wannabe, like, Reddit boys are like, or, yeah, yeah, I do. But like, an actual scholar of the Middle Ages isn't like this guy. No, no it's true. And maybe he is supposed to be, like, the Reddit bro version, except he's not online. He's not online. And he is supposed to have actual knowledge. He ha- yes! Which is a problem. Yeah, I don't... Yeah, he's got a fucking master's degree, so there's really no excuse for him to be written this way, other than he's written by somebody who has no fucking idea. Yeah. What, like... And I would say that's a credible assumption. Yeah, medievalist. The actor is basically just like, what if... Dollar Store Seth Rogen... <laughs> was a medievalist basically yeah which is also kind of hard to imagine but like again i think the actor is trying to he's trying to be a real guy entertaining yeah Yeah. uh yes so um that is dumb um and uh meanwhile back at the dojo a mysterious woman is investigating the scene yep um and morgan sends some more boys after them um, and it's night now. Yeah. They've they've done they've researched so long that it is night now. Um, and for no reason at all, yep. some fucking butt rock starts playing, and, and Lucas, Lucas is just like swinging swords around in the attic by himself. Axes. Well, various weapons. Does yeah. he pick up a few? He like kind of really loves those two. Axes. The double axes, and he's just like. Doing some choreography. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For a long time. A long time and for no reason. For no reason. It never comes up. It's... It's not relevant. It's... I don't... I'm mystified. I thought he was going to have some kind of plot line. He had nothing. He had no plot line at all. He had nothing. He was nothing. I'm so flabbergasted by this. He was nothing. Um, and... that really long scene between Tasha... Tasha and and Mordred. and Mordred. And at least, like... It's something. That was something. probably my favorite scene in the whole movie. Yeah. Yeah. I even wrote down, like, okay, this scene is kind of working. Because, well, yeah, Mordred's like, hey, you have Tristan's eyes. And she's like, what What are you talking about? And, like, he's, like, kind of trying to relate to her and, like, appeal to her. And he's, like, really trying to tell her, like, listen, I actually have decided yeah. I want to help you. Like, you do not, like, I'm not, I don't want to work with my mom anymore. I don't want right. to do this shit. And um, she's, like, playing with the, like, weird space glove that he has. And it, it's, what's really funny to me is it is just, like... A ski glove? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's got Velcro and all. Exactly. Uh, like, yeah, this is a space glove with two different alien technologies inside. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so she's he's like, hey, you can put that glove on um, if you want to. Yeah. And you probably should. And she's like, why are you telling me this? And he's, like, telling her stuff about herself. Yeah, he knows like, everything about her because he touched her with the glove. And now he knows... Like, the glove told me. The glove told me. His delivery really funny. Yeah, it's very funny. But I was thinking, like, if this scene was just, like, a little short film in and of itself, it would be better than this whole... Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because he's like, yeah, I know all about you. And like, no, I totally sympathize. Like, I know that you killed your dad and that he was a fuckhead and deserved it. it. Yeah. Like, I'd do the same. Uh, So it's 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 totally cool. And she's like, what the fuck are you talking about? And she's like freaked out by him. And he's like, you should put the glove on and like touch me and like learn. (laughs) It's fair, right? Like you can read my mind and, and learn about me. Go ahead. Please do it. Please do it. (laughs) Because <laughs> he's terrified yep. that he doesn't have a soul. I don't know yeah, why he's why scared he's, of this, but it's yeah. an interesting thing to it fear. Is, it is interesting, yeah. He's like, please, please 
put that on and touch me and yeah. tell me if I have a soul. Yeah. Uh, and so she does. She t- she puts the glove on. And it's like a freaky experience. Yeah, she yeah. She throws the glove away. And uh, yeah, he's like, "Tell me who I am." Yeah. And she's like, "Ah, um." Uh, and he's like, I'm sorry, I shouldn't, I shouldn't have asked you to do that. Yeah. Like, that wasn't, that wasn't cool of me. And it's like, what the hell is happening? <laughs> like, it's, is Mordred is a character really, for a second. It's really strange, because I was just like, long, weird scene with the glove. But I think it was the best scene in the movie. Yeah, weirdly. Weirdly, just because they were trying. Yeah, but the whole time I was just laughing, because he's just, just like, the glove, the, told glove, me. the glove told me. The glove told me. Put on the glove, touch me with it. <laughs> Everyone's like, I'm sorry, I shouldn't have asked you to put on the glove and touch me with it. That was really inappropriate. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. Um, and it's just such a normal glove as well. But, and she's like, he's like, I just, I don't want to, like, I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah. And she's like, well, why did you do all of these terrible things? And he tells her, I never had another option until now. I mean, it's fair enough. You've been shot up into space with your evil mom and it's like yeah i mean like he just had nobody but his evil mom back in the middle ages yeah so like fair yeah i I like it it's really rare for somebody to make like an arthurian movie and make mordred sympathetic at all no he's never sympathetic and so weirdly even though from a screenwriting perspective just with this type of character it's a little cliche Mm -hmm. for this specific arthurian character it's novel it's interesting yeah it's interesting. It could have been better executed. executed but I, it's, it's, it's like the one interesting idea that they have. In this they're movie. attempting something yeah. here. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, meanwhile, Gunner has figured out, he's, he's translated some stuff on the cup. And yeah. it says, beware the false victory for it unlocks the dragon within. And I love how they're all just like, what the hell does this mean? Yeah, and Gunner's like, I don't know, we have to fight a dragon? I don't know. It's a screenwriting trope. Yep. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, uh, Jenna has discovered Dr. Krista Ambrose, um, who seems to be linked to Elaine and is her sister. Um, she, Krista is an astronomer and is five miles away. My God. I didn't understand why they even drop all of that because Krista just like shows up Uh huh. Uh huh. And I was just like, so they were going to go to her, but now she's gonna, she's, she's just gone messy. to them. Yeah, but it's it is really funny that yeah. it's like, oh, she's five miles I away. Imagine. <laughs> yeah, everybody lives in Bangkok. Yeah. Um. And then things get spooky. Uh, and the lights go off, yeah. and Mordred's like, "I told you, my mother would find us." Yeah. Uh, and it's all dark and crazy, and everyone's like, "What's going on? Where is everybody?" Lucas, and he's like, "I'm in the attic." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh. Some some zombies yeah. bust in, um, and we fight them in the house, and it's 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 okay. It's whatever. It's whatever. Um, it's and remarkable. and then Krista busts in, yeah. and like takes out some zombies and shoots Penn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She shoots him, um, and they're like, "Oh my god!" And she's like, "He'll be fine. Just drink out of the cup." Yeah. And and she's like, "Give me some water." And Jenna like comes up with a water bottle, and they like fill up the cup. <laughs> And Chris is like, it's going to taste weird. You've got to drink it all, though. And he, like, drinks from the Holy Grail and gets better. Sure. I knew, the second he got shot, I was like, okay, he's going to drink out the cup. Yeah. That's what the cup do. Yeah. (laughs) So, um, yeah, he gulps it down. And you have a cup that can do that and you're using it to give better massages? Right? Right? So I I guess you want to be under the radar, but, like. Think how many lives you could save with that thing. Well, yeah, so this is when she's like, yep, 
I'm I'm Elaine's adopted sister, and we were entrusted to like be the the keepers of the Grail. Um, and uh, but I, I and Elaine took it for her own personal to gain to make money. Um, uh huh. But it's like, why did you never like come and take it from her? Like clearly, you, you could have five miles away. You're just letting this happen. Like you're a very capable woman, clearly, Krista. Clearly killing all those zombies and whatnot. Like, why did you not like just take the cup from your sister? I I wish I knew. But. Yeah, she's like, but I do respect her because she took the cup where it needed to go before she died. And it's to you. Okay. Fine. Um, And she tells them that the Grail is Excalibur. And they're like, oh, boy. I mean, that was my reaction to yeah. I, 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 I called it. Because they were like, the sword is here. And then Elaine leaves with the cup. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, the cup is going to turn out to like magically have the sword inside it. Or, or something. The There's a connection. Something. But, but it is like, weird. That's just their thing, right? The idea that oh yeah, that, I've never heard of anybody. Are the same thing. They just needed both, and they were like, we don't have a place. Like we want them to do have the same function in the story. Why is it the Holy Grail then? Because isn't the whole idea that the Holy Grail caught Christ's blood, meaning it would have to exist before Excalibur? This movie doesn't care. I know it. It doesn't care I know about it. anything. <laughs> I know it. I'm just saying it it's it's like a it's it's like a secular Holy Grail. It's totally. Totally that. Um, and she's like, we gotta go to my place. My dad called it New Camelot. Uh, Ah. Like, equipment there to melt down the grail. Yeah, a fancy cauldron to turn it into the sword. Um, why is New Camelot in Bangkok? Wish I knew. (laughs) Production reasons. Um, and Morgana realizes that her assault has failed, and she's like, it is time for the sorceress to become the soldier. And she does some magic on herself that turns her hair and eyes white, and I I don't know what happened to her. I don't know what that was. It's random. She just gets all weird looking. Right at the beginning. We don't know. We don't know. We don't know. Uh, and she's gonna go and take care of business herself. Um, and our team arrives in the jeep, all piled in like a bunch of Cullens, <laughs> and funny. and they're at Assumption University, Assumption University, which is a very fu- like I know they mean Assumption like the Holy Assumption, but, it's such but a weird to name. call it Assumption Universe, like Assumption it's University, it's is a really like a school where they're just like probably. I, guess. <laughs> I mean, it's probably. <laughs> It's really a funny name yeah, for a school. I, I did laugh at that. And she shows them. She's got a lot of guns. Yeah. She's like, we're gonna, really. we're gonna fight Morgana, and we're gonna turn this cup into a sword. It's happening tonight. Yeah. Um, and uh, Mordred's like, let me help. I want to help. I'm being a good guy now. Um, and so the, Pen is like, all right, you can be a lookout. I'm trusting you, Mordred. <laughs> Uh, and, uh, Morgana steals a truck. (laughs) Like, you know, I feel like it was unnecessary. Like, she could have just arrived, and we would have never questioned how she got there. And it's the same, they could have just stepped out with those clothes. Like. But, no, she steals steals a a truck, a pickup truck, from a man. It's not like it's even supposed to be funny, I don't think. It's hard to tell. It's really hard to tell what's supposed to be funny. Like, maybe it's supposed to be kind of amusing? I don't know. It's hard to tell with this type of movie. Again, because of the asylum mandate. Mm-hmm. Just blatantly rip things off in a way that you're sort of supposed to laugh at. 
I don't know. I don't know if I get it. I don't know. But, uh... She steals a truck, and back at Assumption University, um, <laughs> Krista has this cauldron, and she puts the cup in the cauldron and melts yeah. it down, and she's like, okay, now the dis- real descendant of King Arthur has to reach in and pull it out, but only that guy. <laughs> this and, is, I kind of hated this. It, I hated it so much. So this they're like, who? I decided this is the worst movie we've watched. Yeah, yeah. She, she's like, okay, so who is it? And they're like, well, we don't know for sure. And Ben's like, I don't even believe in that shit. And Gunnar's like, it's going to be me. It's got to be right, and they're like, "Yeah, it's probably Gunner." Like the, the movie's being just like cruel to him. I know he I like understand. has a total shift here in personality. I understand why? Because he's not. He's like, like meant s- to be not endearing. He's for most super of it. thirsty for it, yeah. and I get them being like, "No, it's like Gunner deserves this. Like it's his thing." And yeah. she's like, "It's not about whose thing it is. Like it's literally yeah. about a bloodline. So like you got to be really fucking sure." And he's like, "No, it must be. It's gonna be me." Yeah. And he like puts his hand in and just burns the hell out of him oh he just fucking melts the skin off his hand in this molten gold and i'm just like i didn't think this was that kind of movie. it's gross it's really gross and mean mm-hmm. and to what end i have no idea and this is when it's like mentioned that like pen's like i think i'm descended from sir k so it's like it's not even me yeah well i, I don't know i don't know um but then after he burns himself and they go try to like help him out mm-hmm yeah, well, so then um, we kind of, we have a cutaway. Yeah. Tasha and Mordred are, like, watching, and he's like, Mother is coming. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Tasha's like, I can't see her. And he's like, oh, she's coming. Yeah. Uh, and uh, she does arrive. Um, and uh, Lucas, like, runs out, because they're like, oh, shit, Morgana's here. Yeah. Lucas runs out, and Chris is like, you gotta do it, Pen. Like, you're the you're next, the you're next. Yeah, like, yeah, you yeah. have to try. Yeah. Um. Meanwhile, uh, Lucas runs out to try to fight Morgana and shoots a bunch of bullets at her. Yep. And um, she she stops them in the air like she's the one. Yep. She has a Neo moment. Yep. And then she just splats him. She just fucking, yeah. she just knocks him on his ass. And um, then Tasha runs out. She had gone in to get weapons, I guess. She's got like a a whip. whip. I it, fucking it, love it. The thing, it's it's great, but she also flails around a lot before she even gets to yeah Morgana, which I didn't understand. I was just like, why are you, why are you wasting time showing off when she's because like, she's in a movie. But it doesn't even look good. No, it doesn't look good. But I appreciate the the impulse. I appreciate the the intention. I don't think they have any contact during the whole fight, though. Yeah, she's just kind of swinging this whip around. Yeah, swish at each other. Uh, It's fun, you know. I, you know, points for style, and uh, a a style attempt. But uh, she gets she gets uh, in trouble, and Mordred stands up to mommy. Yeah. uh, And she's like, "You're choosing them over me," and then kicks him in the shin. Yeah. Yeah. The wildest choice. To kick him in the shin, but she does, and he's like, oh, and he, like, crumples to the ground, because apparently it was a really significant shin kick. He was hurt. Like. Yeah. Um, and inside, Pen touches the goo. Yeah. <laughs> and pulls his sword out. And I was just, all I was thinking that moment was, like, it should have been Gunner. I don't know. Yeah, it would have been more interesting. deserve it. No, he doesn't. He's just a piece of shit. He's a like, piece of shit. And you said that, like, if he had just dipped out of the movie, Morgana would have won. I don't know about that, because what he does right after this sends the movie careening off the rails yeah but if she had just like gotten the cup she even would've. if it wasn't a sword it's she would have done some it's havoc true. it's true it's true facts 
So, yeah. Um, yeah, Penn touches the goo, um, and they, like, Morgana's storming the university, yeah. and um, just fully stabs and kills Gunner. And then I was just like, so the movie just hates him. Because it's unceremonious, he just dies on the floor. After him being so significant in the rest of the movie. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, did the director hate the actor or something? Like, that's what I started to wonder, because it's so random and uncalled for. He just strange. dies so in suddenly. In like gory way as well. It's, like he gets his hand blood. fucking burned off, and then he just, like, gets stabbed it's in the so gut. It's cool. awful. I don't understand. Um, and then there's the most um, abrupt fight between Penn and Morgana. He just stabs Excalibur, the Excalibur, yeah. straight through her, and she goes... <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, we better get out of here. <laughs> it's so dumb. Um, this is where I stopped taking notes and lost any remaining respect for the movie that I Yeah, because they're all like, we gotta go, and they, like, pile into the Jeep. Yeah. And then Morgana turns into a giant kaiju Robot. robot. Uh, 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 I don't know. I don't know. And she starts just rampaging around Bangkok. And I, they're like, she's a dragon. She does breathe fire. She does breathe fire. why is she a robot? Because this also has sci-fi elements. I don't know. No good reason. It's insane. It's in. And this is where I was just Same. like, so they're not even thinking about this one little thing. No. They're just showing us random things. They're just, they just had another idea. Um, I don't even know if it qualifies as an idea. It's so not connected to anything. Yeah, but they were like, what if she turned into a, a giant, giant robot? robot. That No one's done that before. The design is poor on it, the robot. Yeah, it, it's dumb. Um, and I got... Immediately, so, the entire Bangkok police force is out with mm-hmm. their little handguns. Mm-hmm. That really... You get a fire, fire, fire. You think it's going to do anything after a while? Like, doesn't sort of retreat and safety become the priority rather than continuing to fire your gun when it doesn't do anything? I, I don't care to examine it that deeply. Uh, and they're like, we got a fighter. And Penn has a, a fucking big gun. And he's like, well, I'm not sure if I'm a knight, <laughs> but I know I'm a Marine. Oh, <laughs> and um, they're like trying to fight and it's just like nothing is touching her and then this is when Mordred says the robot is feeding off the magic of Excalibur. <laughs> I think that's why they had the idea they were like somebody needs to say something like And that. Mordred is the one who gets to, to say, say it. it. Or with his unique line delivery style. Yeah. And um, like Penn shoots her with a missile. Yeah. It just makes her mad. It just makes her mad. Uh, And when he does it, he says, eat this, you big bitch. (laughs) (laughs) There are a few lines in this movie that cannot be topped, and that is one of them. Eat this, you big bitch. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I really do love that. Um, And uh, yeah, the missile does nothing. um, And they're like, what do we do? And then that's when they realize that they got to like pull the sword out of her. And is this when he says that he, somebody's like, that would be like scaling Everest. And he's like, I scaled Everest. Okay, man. Weird flex. So they like distract her. He does a shadow of the Colossus on her. Um, The fact that she just happens to try to swat them very ineffectually. At that moment. Yeah, leaps on her hand and climbs up her. And they're all like trying to distract her. 
somehow Jenna throws a rope around her neck. I don't I know how she, I don't know she did that. Well, it was very confusing. But it was, it was really impressive. The fact that they're able to actually kind of hold her in place with that, too, is really confusing. But. I gotta say, okay, the, in, in, in flirty fighting match that introduces Penn and Jenna, yeah. she's like, oh, I kind of like you as a knight in shining armor, but I'm not much about being a damsel in distress. That's not really me. And then she spends, like, the, the back half of the movie being rescued like she's just like she shows herself to be as capable a fighter as pen is and then when bad shit starts happening and like the zombies storm the mansion and stuff she's just like "Ah!" and like doesn't fight and like needs protecting and it's like what happened to your character girl like i thought the whole thing was like you're a guinevere that fights no she does throw that rope around. She does throw that rope. <laughs> That's crazy. Um, so yeah, they like, and then Penn manages to pull the sword out of her, and we don't un- we don't see what happens to him, like no. falling out of her. No, <laughs> like really she's, he's like he's like a hundred feet in the he sky. Runs up a second later. It's yeah, like, like I was like, how? Is, what's gonna happen when he falls? Nothing. Nothing. Nothing will happen. Nothing. Um, and she's Morgana's. I was exp- about, like imagine how many people she killed just. Falling. Yeah, she explodes. Um, I mean, and it's a wonderful, terrible establishing shot at the end of the scene where she's just faced. It's so we laugh her asses off. But first, <laughs> but first, oh, so like she's exploding, the and then like Jenna's gonna get hit by yeah. like some debris, and Mordred like sacrifices himself and gets like totally whammied. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and he like, you know, he like has his big redeeming death scene and it goes on for so long and that's why i assumed that they were trying to turn it into a joke at a certain point it felt like a joke because, because like i feel the fire yeah he's like it's so hot do you feel the fire and they're like it's not hot mordred and he's like oh god i'm going to hell <laughs> i was like what yeah, but like Mordred gets this big dramatic yeah. death scene where they're like, it's okay, buddy. Like, you're not going to hell. You're going to be fine. And meanwhile, Gunner is like, just dead on the floor <laughs> back at so Assumption unser- University. So unceremoniously. <laughs> it's wild. It's really strange he, and confusing to me. He has, a, okay, Mordred's death scene started to feel to me like Bippy's death scene in <laughs> Puffs. Uh, yeah, like, where you're just dying forever dying forever and he yeah. won't stop like and also like <laughs> and you were there it's crazy but he ends up saying like don't don't be sad if i'm going to hell that means <laughs> i, I have, a... have a soul and then that's the line he dies on yeah. and i was like they were trying to do something like it that. goes on for so so long, so long. Five minutes. It's crazy. Um, and it's so funny because they're like, we can we can melt the melt the sword back into the cup and save him. And and Chris is like, no, we can't. There's not enough time we for can't all that. do that. Yeah. Sorry, bud. I, I, like, take him to the hospital. No, no, no. <laughs> we can't. So strange. He has to die here on the concrete. He's like, just leave me. I'll die here. He wanted to die earlier. He was like, when I have the pleasure of dying. I hope I go somewhere. Yeah. I hope I don't just go into oblivion. Don't we all? And <laughs> he's, right, Zach. he's the one character they gave anything to. Uh-huh. And he had nothing to do with it. No. Uh, and then they all say the oath and the movie ends with, Very, with, with Morgana's like big robot body. Face planted in Bangkok. 
she's she's you know what she's she's caked up yeah, <laughs> that yeah. morgana robot it's true <laughs> that's the image we're left on morgana's <laughs> big robot ass <laughs> yeah and that's the fucking film it's such a mess it's such a mess it's nothing. Well, because here's the thing. It's like, it's a, it's ostensibly a mockbuster in that it was supposed to be like, oh, it's a King Arthur movie at the same time as another bigger King Arthur movie. They have nothing to do with each other. Nothing. It has nothing to do with anything. Anything else. It's not even like the sort of like Kate and Leopold thing we drew with, with mm-hmm. It's Like Guardian of Time. Yeah. It's nothing. It's, and it's so funny too because like. I didn't watch the credits because I saw, like, you know, Gaffer Grip, Best Boy, and I was just like, it was depressing me to think about that. Mm-hmm. Like, this movie had, like, a full-size crew and, like, all this effort was put into it. Yep. You know, and it's like, like you said earlier, like, they made a thing. Props to them for making a thing, I guess. Mm-hmm. But what is the purpose of it? Like, you get a few laughs out of it, but you can watch more entertaining movie disasters yeah if i if i lament anything it's that that money and effort did not go towards somebody's actually good project exactly it's like there's so many other filmmakers that could have used those resources to make something even a little bit better yeah or just like more sincere i don't know more anything but because, like, there were, we've said, you know, there were these moments with, like, the, the, the wacky campiness of Morgana yeah. and Mordred. Yeah. Like, there's something there. There's something entertaining. But it's just, like, our main protagonist cast so that I hate. Like, they're nothing. They're just boring and kind of weird and nasty. And uh-huh. There's, like, there's, like, oh, man, I, like, we totally skipped over that there's, like, this weird implication that because of the, the, the glove told me scene, like, there's yeah. some sort of feelings between Tasha and Mordred, where Tasha's like, no, don't die, stay, stay with me. And it's, like, you met him five oh, hours yeah, ago. You had one scene together. Like, listen, I, like, I get the impulse screenwriter, but you can't. You, 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 you mustn't. We have to talk about the screenwriter. Yeah. Because, and this is the thing I think is really sad about King Arthur and the Knights of the Round Table 2017. The writer has written movies that look worse, but more entertaining in quite a few of them. And so I'm like, even the people who made this, this is clearly not their best work. Mm -hmm. The writer only works for the asylum pretty much. Mm -hmm. Hey, when you can get work. But some of his other credits include a film called Deadly Dilf. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, wait, wait. There's no way you can top that. (laughs) There's another one he wrote called The Coed and the Zombie Stoner. (laughs) Which appears to be a kind of warm bodies ripoff. Okay. (laughs) We've got a movie called The Fast and the Fierce. The Fast and the Fierce. Got it, got it, got it, got no, it. No questions. Uh-huh. Um, he also is the writer of Sharknado 5. Good for him. And so I just feel like this isn't even his, he's not even operating on full blast here. No, clearly. no. He's operating at a mid-tier. This is not, this is not his final form. Scotty Mullen is his name. This is just not... Yeah, it's no Deadly Dilf, I can say with confidence. <laughs> Deadly Dilf, by the way, is from this year. <gasps> oh. It's brand new. It's a Tubi original. <laughs> oh my god, I have to find it. It's on Tubi. 
And I just feel like it's definitely better than this movie. It's got to be anything. It's got to be something. It's like better or it's worse, but in a but way in that, a way that is better. better. Yeah. The the director as well mostly does asylum productions such as um, Shark Season, Devil's Domain, Fast and the Fierce Two. A lot of alliteration in this career. Um, and my favorite, uh, Atlantic Rim. <laughs> Now that's a mockbuster. Oh my god. Which is has a lower letterbox rating than this film, but is also more popular on that site, which I think says everything. Nobody is is stumping for this movie. No. Nobody thinks it's worth your time. No, it isn't. It's, like okay, this movie is worth great at being bad. It I'd say it's probably worth like a like a riff. You know? It, that's all it's even trying to be good for. Like, which I kind of don't respect. No. But if there is any... If there is any context in which I could suggest it to somebody, it's if they're looking for, like, a movie to laugh at with their friends. Sure. I think that within the context of this podcast, it maybe passes muster for a riff. And it's not that long. Yeah. But I think that we've even watched movies that would be more fun to do that with. It's like, true. Like Dragons of Camelot. Dragons of Camelot is better for that. And Dragons of Camelot, in a way, feels like a more honest experience to riff on. Because I could believe that the people making it didn't just like... They were know, trying. They didn't know they were making a stinker. Mm-hmm. I think the people who made this movie knew that they were making a movie that people were just going to watch to make fun of. Yeah, it's Asylum. And that's just like... They're too in on the joke. Like, it's mm-hmm. not the same anymore. It's not the same. Yeah, no, there's not really any good reason to watch this. Like, I, I'm not as mad at it as I was at Guinevere, but, but it sucks. Thing, like, I was less engaged with this than yeah. I was with Guinevere. This really benefited from having commercial breaks on the... I, I watched it... I found a YouTube upload. Oh, I watched it on Pluto TV. You can basically find it on any of, like, the free... Yeah, sites. yeah, it's on so Tubi. I it's on Pluto. I had commercial breaks. It was kind of nice. Like, like I'm watching something on TV, right? And so it's like once I reached the point where it's just like I'm, I'm about to check out. I'm yeah. about to get on my phone. Then I got a nice couple minutes of commercial break to like muster myself. I do feel like that this is the kind of movie that when like the the, the Charmin ad comes on or something, it's a relief. Mm-hmm. Because I was on my phone a little bit off and on. Yeah, I, I got my little phone breaks, and then yeah. it, by the time the commercials ended, I was like, okay, I can I can do another sprint. So like, basically, if, if you're going to watch this movie, watch it somewhere with ads. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty it's pretty dismal. Um, I, I, yeah. I don't know what else there is to say. It, there's nothing. I mean, I, I don't know where these ideas came from. I guess it's kind of interesting to try to get some science fiction in my King Arthur yeah, we haven't really seen that so much before. Yeah, and, like, it's weird, but, like, I'm not mad at it. Like, at least it's different. It is definitely different. <laughs> yeah. To what end? Not much. I would be fascinated to see the ideas in this film executed in, 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 in a in a competent way. way. In any different way. Yeah. I would even go for, like, a more endearing, incompetent way. Yeah. Because, like... But that is, in its own way, a kind of competence. Because at least you have competence in your heart, even if not materially. Yeah. Like, it, there, you are, you would be succeeding at, like, making the audience care at all. Right. And I don't care at all. Not at all. 
And, like, at some points, it almost felt like almost a contempt for the audience. <laughs> yeah. It, there was a lot of contempt in this movie. Well, I will give least, it that. At least for poor Gunner. Like, poor Gunner. Like, in the first half. I didn't half, like him, but I felt bad for him. He was inoffensive, if, like, slightly cringy. But he didn't deserve all that. No! He turned into a different boy there at the end and then got stabbed. I don't know what happened to him. I'm still reeling from that. I'm and upset. yeah, like it, it was so funny watching it with Will. We were just like losing it at Mordred's death scene, and then Will's like, "Yeah, but fuck Gunner, right?" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> yeah, it 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 sucks big time. It's intense. Yeah, but that's what we were trying to do. We, we found it. We found, we found, found a ourselves. we found yeah. a really bad movie, y'all. It's bad. We got through it. Don't we, watch it. No, don't watch it. This is what we asked for. We watched it so you don't have to. <laughs> okay, what what's November? November is one that I'm really curious about. November, we were watching a movie with a great sign here. There's two different titles. Ooh. This is a movie that is sometimes called Sword of Lancelot, and other times it's called Lancelot and Guinevere. Mm-hmm. It's from 1963. It's British, which feels like it's been a, a bit. hot second. Yeah. Um, and it stars very interesting... Writer, director, producer, star Cornell Wilde, mm-hmm. who at this time was a sort of notable Hollywood actor in the '40s. By the '60s, he was somewhat obscure, and he got married to a, a lady who was also an actor named Jean Wallace. Nobody would cast either of them in anything, so they started their own production company and did whatever they wanted. And apparently, that included playing Lancelot and Guinevere. Well, I am fascinated to see what they are going to do with that material it'll be weird it'll be probably a little edgier than the older movies we've watched before mm-hmm. the only other cornell wild movie i've seen he had his shirt off the whole time i expect nothing less i'm ready to see what he accomplishes in this <laughs> role <laughs> okay well it's got to be better than what we just went through so much i'm sure it's got to be better than that be better. All right, well, uh, where can we find it? It is rentable on the platforms. All right, rent it then. <laughs> uh, and it's worth it. hopefully it's got to be worth four bucks. More than this was. <laughs> don't, don't ever pay money to watch King Never. Arthur, the Knights of the Round Table. Never pay money for it. Oh, well, in that case, uh, we'll, we'll check that one out next time. Yep. We love you. Stay safe. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this Film Broads production. Please subscribe and review where you listen, and find us on Instagram and Twitter as Film Broads Pod. Our theme music is Holding Out for a Hero by Hildegard von Blingen and Whitney Avalon. 